Everything's a little early. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Oh, tech gremlins this morning again. Holy shit. I've been running around. I've been trying to figure out what the hell is going on with my computer. But anyway, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and this is episode 400 of the Lost Project podcast. The date is Friday, May 12th, 2023. And it's another... Uh, coffee with brian and this is uh yeah a little out of sorts i have uh i had a blank notes this morning i had uh, no history segment copied and uh all my perfect cup notes were gone and i've been running around running around like crazy it's downpouring thunderstorm passing through um last night i saw what the internet does when uh, when we get a tennessee thunderstorm and uh, so if i disappear I'm sorry if uh, if the audio gets choppy. I'm sorry, but we're here and we're starting. And um, hey, let's go. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Friday. If it wasn't Friday, I'd figure it was going to be a long week, but uh, it's the end and we will be wrapping it up soon. How's everybody doing this morning? I see uh, Josh or uh, Josh. Josh is not around. Uh Oh, did anybody check on Josh? Anybody check on Josh? Hey, Kyle, how's it going? Oh, there he is. There he is. Scrambling's up. What? Where's Scrambling? I don't see Scrambling. Anyway, um, good morning, Ryan. Pippetized. Uh, how you doing? Gingerbread Farms. James, how's it going? Um, and, oh, I think they were just talking about Scrambling in the comments, and uh, that's where that came from. Oh, man. When you look up at the screen and the camera clicks on and you have you don't have your mic, you don't have the light on, and you're struggling to pull the notes up, you know it's gonna be an interesting morning. But hey, here's to some GSD blend. We'll see if it wakes me up by the end of the show. Real time testing, real time testing with GSD. Um it's 10K. It's 10K Friday giveaway. 10K uh, right now with uh, the amount of people watching, you got a pretty good odds. And for um, for the 400th episode, I think we should... Um, what do you guys think? How about hashtag... four hundred Hashtag... 400 the number 400 in the comments will get you in entered into the 10k friday giveaway uh just drop that into the comments at any point during the show and you will be entered for the drawing at the end leave it spinning up there at the bottom oh look at that look at that what exactly is a rebecca black friday i'm not sure not sure uh, 400, 400. Let me check, make sure these are entering, guys. I've never done, yep, I, I was going to say I'd never done it with a uh, number as the hashtag, but it did register fine. That's uh, StreamYard giveaway tool. Uh, StreamYard giveaway tool is pretty, pretty slick, pretty slick. It's uh, pretty limited in what you can do with it, but um, 
for a contest like this and drawings like this, it's not a bad thing. Um, yeah. Oh, so I'll have to do it after the show, huh, Josh? Anyway, we'll do hashtag 400. Um, episode 400, round number, round number. I wasn't uh, really sure what I was going to talk about. I did have some stuff on my notes, and it's all gone, and I'm a little fogged this morning. Um, so I, uh, I, I think I recall what I had. Uh, I'm going to talk about the water management with the dogs and uh, how we're a little different than most people that are, um, most people that are hitting, hitting the road and doing filtered water and things and how we, how we go through that and how we manage things. Um, I had an interaction with a with an older gentleman yesterday that I just don't under, understand. Think uh, realized what he was doing, uh, but it made me and Walter very very uncomfortable. Uh, and what else we got today? And this rain. This rain is crazy. This rain in Tennessee. Um, I saw a little bit of it in Minnesota, but uh, in the last few days, I've noticed some stuff that was just crazy. And Who's logged on to MeWe lately? Anybody? Anybody? Got a new item of the day. Got uh, got the review and uh, video posted up yesterday. Actually, the video was already posted. I repurposed it into a blog post review. So uh, I'll let you know what that is at the end here. But anyway, we're up at six minutes. So let's uh, let's roll into that perfect cup question of the day. Get that out of the way. We'll hit this day in history and then uh, just try to make our way through this Friday show, this Friday show. The rain in Spain falls mostly in the plains. Yes, yes, Josh, it does. All right, everyone, my, uh, this, <laughs> it's time again for the perfect cup question of the day. And this is seven, the 75th edition of the Daily Question and My Thoughts. You can join the discussion in my Telegram group. That's t.me slash lots chat, t.me slash lots chat. Uh, the question of the day today is, if you had to teach something to someone, what would it be? If you had to teach something, what would it be? Um. I threw this in the group and we have some pretty specialized, special, we have some pretty special people in that group, uh, but we have some pretty specialized people in there. Uh, basically, uh, two of them have their, their profession in their screen name. So I was pretty, um, I was pretty sure I knew what was going to roll in with them. Um, but throw it out there anyway. You never know. You never know. Uh, I was not disappointed. Canadian Farm says he was on MeWe yesterday. I'll talk about that a little later. Um, so let's get the answers to the Perfect Cup question. Uh, most of them came from uh, from the Telegram group. I'm getting a lot of interaction on on Noster, actually. And um, I should have dug back this morning. I just didn't have time. I think I got some, some comments on there, but I'll have to go see. Uh, almost daily, I'm getting some replies on Noster and um, not a blink on other socials. Thousands and thousands of uh, thousands and thousands of people are supposedly seeing the perfect cup question of the day posted, and not one like, share, comment on legacy socials. So, hmm. Hmm. anyway, 
Josh, the renegade butcher, if he had to teach something, uh, shocker, it would be butchery. It would be butchery. Uh, and speaking of that, he did that for me this winter. Uh, taught me a little bit of butchery. Taught me a lot of, of how to package cut meat. Uh, but that was great. It was great. So, Josh, uh, keep teaching that butchery. You're doing great. And uh, maybe consider adding in a little bit of um, cooking. Cooking. James says the MCMA, um, MCMAP, uh, by example, with a waiver, um, that can be dangerous. That can be dangerous for sure. Uh, Canadian Farmstead, moving from failure, moving from failure to failure while keeping a positive attitude. I like it. I like it. Um, I struggle with that sometimes. I, I struggle. I even struggle with, with, um, with small wins, uh, small successes. Uh, is it enough? Is the, is the, um, is the success enough? for what I put in, um, not realizing that it's only going to get better. And guys, it's starting to pour rain and thunder. So if I disappear, I'm sorry, but it will cut out just like immediately as soon as it drops signal. So it might be a rough episode to listen to this morning. We will see. We will see soon. Um, so yeah, moving from failure to failure while keeping a positive attitude. That is, uh, I think that's tough for everyone. Um, scrambling weighed in and said, um, it's easy. He's already doing it. Scrambling teaches a, uh, a class through Airbnb. He's got a class that he offers through his Airbnb experience. Um, if you don't know what that is, basically Airbnb is a peer to peer, um, hotel ish. If you have a house, extra house, uh, extra room in your house or a space for someone to rent. Uh, they can rent that out as like a hotel room. And if, um, as part of that, you can set up what's called Airbnb, Airbnb experience. Uh, some people take people on brewery tours or, um, a walk through the botanical garden and, uh, and teach them things. Well, Scramblin has a unique um, setup to where he's got a Airbnb right on the property. Actually, a couple, I believe, at this point, um, uh, rooms to rent. And then he also has uh, where he roasts his coffee, his coffee roaster and uh, stuff where he does that. Uh, and he offers a class where you can pay and he will instruct you. He will uh, teach you about coffee. He will ta teach you about the roasting process. He will teach you about the about the beans, and then you get to roast. Uh, and that comes along with Airbnb experience. So what is Scrambling uh, willing to teach? He's already doing it. Uh, everything and anything to do with coffee. Uh, Golden Crickets says, and this was, this was interesting uh, because it is the exact opposite of me. She says, this may seem needless, but I've seen the need in young men in my life under 21. Okay. That statement right there, this may seem needless, but she's seen a need, so it's not needless. But I get back to her answer. I'd love to teach them how to research and be skeptical. From ideas to car issues and solutions, they just take whatever comes first in their search, and if it doesn't work, they give up. 
I'm always shocked and disappointed they grew up with the internet and have no idea how to use it. They have no drive to figure stuff out. So I guess I would call it critical thinking class. Yes. Yes. I I feel fortunate. And Josh kind of Josh and I touched on this last night in our um, in our Lightning for Liberty lost to talk about mashup about Noster. We touched on a little bit that we both kind of came of age in the the real um, development of the internet. I mean, the internet's been around for a lot longer than anybody knows. There were there were people that knew how to use it that no one else knew what they were doing. Um, but as it be, started to become mainstream, and not even mainstream, like the the leading edge of mainstream, mom and dad still weren't getting the the AOL CD in the mail and going, "Oh, this is easy." Uh, back when um, it was still difficult, when things were still difficult, and um, but you could figure it out as a kid, and you were curious, and you you dug in, and you learned how to do stuff exactly like we're, what we're doing on Noster. Um, to, to figure it out, to dig a little deeper. It didn't work. Well, what if I change this, uh, messing around with coding and things like that. This is a skill that we, I think were teased into developing. You either had to do it or you couldn't do what your friends were doing. Like as this technology was developing it, 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 um, it really spurred that internal critical thinking and trying to figure out things um, from what I see. And that's, that's kind of what we talked about last night. And so I have seen the diminish, diminishment of this in the younger generation when Google's right there and you put it in Google and you get your curated little search, um, you get your curated little search uh, history or results and you take the top one because they paid the most to get it there. So it must be the best. Um, when you had to pick up an encyclopedia and, and flip those pages and take notes to do a report, it was way different mentality that came out of that. So golden crickets, I think you're on to something and, um, yeah, set that class up for those damn kids and teach them how to use the Google or duck, duck, go or something else or something else. Oh, uh, backwards butcher says latchkey kids. Yeah, figuring it out on your own. What the fuck do you do when the keys the, the keys gone and the doors are locked, and you're twelve, and your parents aren't going to be home for three or four hours, and uh, the neighbors aren't home, and you're bored. You figure out what the fuck to do. Either how to get in the house to get your get to the computer, or how to get into the garage to get your basketball to play basketball. You figure it out. And you just had to do it because no one else is going to tell you, tell you how to do it. Josh says he was a latchkey kid in his. <laughs> Josh says I was more of a latchkeyed into my room kid. <laughs> oh, and we'll wrap up today's uh, perfect cup question of the day with one more. Um, what would you teach? And uh, it comes from the other guy that has uh, his profession in his screen name, the Backwoods Butcher, the Backwoods Butcher. Um, and he he quoted something and obviously he would teach butchery um, and he's teaching his kids right now. He went on to uh, to go in a little 
went in a little further on this, but uh, the quote the quote that he got from an old butcher I thought was um, was good to throw in here. And uh, he says, as an old butcher said to me, I'll teach you everything you know about the trade, but never everything I know. And that's 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 how you um, that's how you get somebody to to do what Golden Crickets was thinking to dig in more to figure it out is to give them enough. Give them enough to make them hungry, make them want to learn more. Find out if they really do want to do this profession. And if you're taking an apprentice on in a profession and you're 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 using your time, um, I mean, I guess there's two different types of people that are going to take on an apprentice. One one just wants them to do the, the work that they don't want to do cheap, <clears throat> Josh. Uh, but <laughs> if you're if you're uh, I'm just busting Josh a little bit. I wasn't there to learn how to be a butcher, but there are apprentice or there are people that take on an apprentice just for the extra labor and don't really give a shit what they learn. But a really good mentor <coughs> will give you enough, give you a taste, and find out how much you really want to learn this information. Are you willing for more? Are you willing to go a little further? And I think as relationship and and a decent mentor sees someone taking the knowledge that they're being given and then utilizing it or expanding upon it, um, I think that really fulfills that what you're giving as a as a mentor and um, and working with an apprentice. I think I think there is a lot of um, you need to really real. You need to find out if the person really wants the knowledge. Um, otherwise, I think it, you feel like you're wasting your time. So, Josh says the things you had to learn on your own mean far more to you than what you were spoon fed. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. And I think that leads down the line of, hey, here, let me give you this skill and let me see what you can do with it. You know. I can I can get a good look at a T-bone steak by sticking my head up a butcher or a cow's ass, but I'd rather take the butcher's word for it. Or teach them. Have them teach me where it comes from. Have them teach me where it comes from. But anyway, um, that's another edition of the Perfect Cup question of the day. The question again today was, if you had to teach something, what would you teach? And uh, we had a wide variety of answers from the Telegram group. If you'd like to get your answer... Uh, answer read on the show or uh, just considered for thought definitely <laughs> definitely join the telegram group at t.me slash lots chat t.me slash lots chat or follow me on any socials and look out for that perfect question of the day posted every day except for today fridays um don't have a show till monday so i wait till sunday to post that and uh Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Hit me up on those social, other socials. Give it a share. Give it a like. Give it an answer on any of the legacies. Because, man, Noster is kicking the legacy socials' asses. Um, I'm going to... God damn it. Check out perfectcup.shop for all your air-roasted, premium air-roasted coffee needs and uh, coffee swag. So with that, it's been another edition of the Perfect Cup. And now back to the main show.
Canadian farmstead, Tommy boy. Yeah, that, that that's like one of my favorite quotes from, I guess it wasn't growing up. It was later in, I think that must have been my teens when Tommy boy was out. But um, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, K-Bong says he's still teaching himself. Yeah, aren't we all? If we're not, if we're not, are we really living? If you're not learning something, are we really living? Oh, man. GSD is, is, um, is trying to break its way through the fog. I woke up out of a dead sleep this morning, like, Corey and I have been switching our, our routine a little bit. She's getting up a little earlier, doing some things in the morning. I've been getting up earlier with her um, because the dogs think that one up, all up situation in this camper. Um, so it's been okay. It's been okay. I've had a lot of time. Um, she decided she's going to sleep in a little later this morning. Um, and uh, so it, uh, it was up about 20 minutes later than normal. I, my eyes popped open. Alarm didn't go off or anything, but my eyes popped open. I was like, oh my God, what time is it? And I looked around and it was still dark in the camper. And I was like, holy shit. We went, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I was just kind of foggy. And as I started getting around and, uh, the laptop gave me the issues just, uh, way, way out of, um, just way out of out of whack this morning. So, GSD is kind of bringing me back to uh, back to center, and hopefully we can make it through the show. And uh, as the rain picks up, and I just wait for the screen to go black. So, anyway, let's. Uh... <laughs> oh God, uh, talking about Tommy Boy. Backwoods Butcher says I was three when it came out. Josh asked him, "Was that the only thing that came out when you were three?" Um, and Gingerbread says it's only two years ago. Because <laughs> he was saying that Kyle's not, he's like five years old. So anyway, let's get to that history segment before uh, the internet totally gets all used up. And uh, I can't. Last night, actually a little bit. Last night I um, was having the same issue uh, with the thunderstorms. And all of a sudden the wind started picking up. It wasn't raining. Josh and I are doing the show. And I'm looking outside, and the sky just opens up, downpouring, and um, thunder, and a little lightning, and the internet just completely goes away. And I, uh, I was like, "What the hell?" And Josh kind of he's he we were trying to sign off real quick because uh, I got it back, I got the internet back for a little bit, and then it, I knew it was going to dump out again, and uh, it dumped out again. And literally, I couldn't shut the stream off. It was like when you start peeing in the morning and you got a full bladder, you just can't shut off the stream. It, um, I had to wait. I had to switch over to my backup internet, actually, and log on and end the stream. So any of you that are listening to last night's episode on audio or, um, I guess, obviously, should we watch the video, you'll know what happened because I freeze solid. But uh I just uploaded it. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think after the fact to uh, edit out the dead air at the, at the end. But um, anyway, anyway. Um, Renegade Butcher said, "Tommy Boy is what made Daddy realize his true love." Um, I was thinking it was, and, and Backwood said the car crash on the death scene really affected him. I was thinking more like just David Spade. 
went out for brake pads and never came back. <laughs> Jesus. Hey guys, if you haven't uh, if you haven't entered the the giveaway, the 10k giveaway, be sure to drop hashtag 400 in the comments. I see more people watching than uh, entries there, so don't miss out. Don't miss out. You could definitely uh, use uh, 10,000 satoshis. Even if, uh, even if you just want to spread them around in the Telegram group or over on Doster or wherever you want, wherever you want. So 10K giveaway coming up later today. Oh, yeah, it's Friday. It's Friday. All right, let's get into this history segment if I can find it again. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Happy Friday, May 12th. And here are a few wiki nugs for the weekend. Uh, Friday morning, Bitcoin prices dropping. Um, yeah, I whew, in the notes it says, Brian, here's where you say the current Bitcoin price. <laughs> I told you I was in a hurry this morning, copying and pasting my whole life away. And um, yeah, I I pre I pre read this before and actually uh, deleted that and decided I was going to put the price in later. And when I recopied it this morning. Um, I didn't look up the price, so excuse me while I look up the Bitcoin price and, um, yeah, it's down. I got an alert this morning. It's on sale. So buy it, buy it, buy it up. Bitcoin price today on May 12th is $26,368. There you go. There you go. Full pack of history nugs. Who's got the lighter? Oh, oh ho, ho, down there in Florida where uh, where cannabis is legal. Uh, 1846, the Donner Party of Pioneers departs Independence, Missouri for California on what became a year-long journey of hardship and cannibalism. Pips notes, anyone up for Friday breakfast snack? Pass the salt, please. <laughs> If you guys want to talk cannibalism, it is a routine topic of discussion over in the Liberty Meat Solutions chat on Telegram. This day in 1926, the Italian-built airship Norge, Norge, N-O-R-G-E, becomes the first vessel to fly over the North Pole. Pips notes, dude, an Italian Goodyear blimp does the North Pole film at 11. 1933, uh, May 12th, 1933, the Agricultural Adjustment Act, which restricts agricultural production through government purchase of livestock for slaughter and paying subsidies for farmers when they remove land from planting, is signed into law by F President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Pips notes, control the everything, control the users. Let's control everything. This day in 1942, World War II, the U.S. tanker SS Virginia is torpedoed in the mouth of the Mississippi River by German submarine U-507. Pips notes, no wiki page for the event, but this is a new nug for me for a future bowl of nugs on the list of things to say. What the f <laughs> Yeah, dude, I didn't know. I did not know. Everybody wants this high core. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle, for starting that. <laughs> now, every time Corey walks behind the screen, everybody says hi, Corey. <laughs> I did not. Uh, I did not recall that um, there was 
there was um, something shot in the in the mouth of the Mississippi. Huh? They didn't make that a big point in uh, history class, and uh, I do I do recall quite a bit of history class. So interesting. I'll have to dig into that. Um, yesterday, if you looked at the the blog post from yesterday, uh, Ryan included all the links for all the stories. Uh, he pre-did this one and had to circle back to Thursday. So this one doesn't have links in it. I am guessing he will move forward with that after because that was really slick. And um, if you want to hear any of the words I butchered at any point, you can swing on over to the blog post that gets put up and uh, read the history segment word for word. Uh, let's keep going on this. This day in 2017, the Wanna the WannaCry ransomware attack impacts over 400,000 computers worldwide, targeting computers of the United Kingdom's National Health Service and Telecommunications Center. Pip's notes were: I wonder if they had uh, McAfee antivirus. Oh man, McAfee. Corey and I were talking about John McAfee the other day, actually. Weird. Um, and uh, happy birthdays on this day, a May 12th birthdays. A very happy fucking birthday to the man. 1937, the man, the myth, the legend, George Carlin, American comedian, actor, and author. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. Carlin. Cheers. It's a big club, and we ain't all in it for sure. Um, if you've never heard the seven words skit, the seven words set, uh, George Carlin. The world needs more of George Carlin played constantly on the loop in uh, in society, and I think we would all be better for it. Uh, this day in... Um, <laughs> Pip says, I guess we should include a few more birthdays. Um, Carlin wasn't the only one. Uh, this day in 1700, Luigi Vavatelli, you do this on purpose, don't you? Italian architect and engineer, designer of the Palace of Caserta and the Royal Palace of Milan. Pips notes, those buildings are huge. Um, yeah. This day in 1889, Otto Frank, German Swiss businessman and Holocaust survivor, father of Dyrus and Frank. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Pips Notes says, I think we all know who Anne Frank was. No, not the blind deaf girl. That was Helen Keller. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I'm sorry. This day in 1921, Lily Renee, American comic book artist. She escaped from the Nazi-occupied Vienna in England or to England and later New York City. She found work as a penciler and inker at the comics. In 1938, uh, Millie Perkins, American actress, was born an American former film and television actress known for her debut film role <laughs> as Anne Frank in The Diary of Anne Frank. So Anne Frank's dad was born on the same day as the woman that originally played her in, uh, in a movie. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And uh, Otto and Pip's notes are Otto and Millie's birthday on the same day. Shakespearean overlords conspiracy theory thickens. 1978. This day in 1978. That's the year I was born. Uh, another great, another great person was born in 1978. Jason Biggs, uh, American actor and comedian. 
And uh, yeah, just like warm apple pie. If you don't know who Jason Biggs is, where you been for the last like 20 years? Uh, this day uh, in uh, 2001, we lost Alexei Tupolev, a Russian engineer, designed the Tupolev uh, Tu-144 aircraft. The Tu-144 was the world's first commercial supersonic transport aircraft, and its prototype made in flight from an airport in Russia on December 31st, 1968, two months before the British-French Concorde jet. And he's the only one that died today. He's the only one that died. Uh, holidays, 10 notes on Christian holidays about stuffer dudes. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't mind that you didn't, that you didn't list the 10, um, hi Corey. You didn't list the 10, um, Christian holidays. It is what it is. It is what it is. International M E, uh, C E S and fibromyalgia awareness day. This is celebrated, celebrated by wearing blue uh, or a blue ribbon held every year to raise awareness for uh, myelagic encephalitis. Oh my God, ME and chronic fatigue syndrome (CFS), fibromyalgia, multiple chemical sensitivities, Gulf War syndrome, and other chronic immunological and neurological diseases. Give me foreign words and uh, medical terms, and I'm and there's a good chance I'm just screwed. But. American Pie film release date was July 9th, 1999. I was close the last 20 years or so. How about that? How about that? <laughs> anyway, thanks, Ryan, for this day in history. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate it every day. And uh, if you like it and you enjoy it, uh, head on over to DuctionCups.com and pick yourself up some ducks. Plugsy says, pick up some ducks, even if you don't have a Jeep. Stick them on your windows, stick them on your dashboard, stick them on your desk at work, stick them on your computer. They're fun to play with. They're fun to look at. It's just like women. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Where are we at? How are we doing on the, the 10K giveaway drawing entrance viewers? Eh, we're getting there. We're getting there. I saw some people jumped in. Um, Corey says she appreciates all the love um, from the audience, and uh, she loves it. She's like, I said, now they're all saying hi to you, and she just smiles. She just smiles. <laughs> Josh says, stick them anywhere. They are fun even when and where the sun don't shine. <coughs> K-Bong says, float them in your aquaponic. K-Bong, are you trying to uh, bait me into talking about float? I had my, um, I had my, I had my way with, um, float the other day. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. I said my piece in pictures. Uh, gingerbread farm says, no, the ducks are way better. They don't talk. Wow. Someone is going, <laughs> you can tell someone might be in the middle of a nasty thing going on. He's a, he's a little, um, <laughs> He's a little, he's a little uh, angry, a little angry for sure. Anyway, let's, uh, let's roll into these topics. We're uh, halfway through this uh, disaster of a show <laughs> and um, 
maybe we can maybe we can pull it around and uh, bring it in for a, a smooth landing. Uh, yesterday I was walking, I think it was Walter. Yeah, it was Walter. Um, down this road here, I've mentioned it a few times on the show. This uh, we went from having um, miles of private trails to walk over the winter to walking the dogs up and down a fairly busy um, county road. Uh, down the road is the convenience center where you can come and drop your garbage off. Uh, so when that's open, there is a um, there is a steady stream of traffic. There's a steady stream of traffic um, on this road. And for the most part, people are very respectful. They slow down. Um, they slow down excessively uh, when so in the morning, I usually walk the dogs individually, one each uh, at a time. And then in the evening, more than likely, more often than not, Corey and I walk them together. So Corey takes two. She takes the two easiest. Actually, um, I want to let you guys know, my boy Norman used to be a disaster. I will I will wholly, wholly admit he's rolling over next to me uh, so I could rub his belly right now. But he used to be an absolute disaster walking. Um Daily, I was just frustrated uh, and um, and sore. He's he's the heaviest one. He would pull. He would um, he was just aggravating to walk. And for some reason, last week, I had I had a meltdown. Um, he they when we started walking down this road, uh, all the boys got interested in cars. Uh, we hadn't walked them on a busy street very much in their whole life. Um, and when the cars would go by, they would try to not necessarily chase them, but uh, really figure out what was going on. Some of them were getting scared. Clyde would get scared with trailers. Walter was a little jumpy. And Norman, all he wanted to do was jump out into the road and look at what was going on. Well, they also like to um, interact with other animals dogs whatever and on this walk there are a few places where there's dogs and they're not always tied up and even when they are tied up they can get almost to the edge of the road so it still is quite a distraction um and then this particular instance we were walking them and norman was um acting particularly like a pain in the ass and we had only been going walking for maybe three or four minutes and there was a dog on one side of the road and we were on the other side of the road and there were cars coming and Norman incessantly was trying to get around me to run across the road at the dog in front of traffic. And he was pushing me and I was losing my balance and uh, it just didn't fly. And I, I really admit that I just lost my shit right there all at once um, going, I don't fucking care if you run in front of a car. I don't care. I'm not getting tripped. I'm not getting hit by a car. This is enough of this bullshit. You're 175 pounds. I don't need you jumping around. You're on a prong collar. Just fucking behave. And so I lost it. And Corey kept walking with the dogs and I stopped and I turned around and I took him home. And on the way home, I changed direction with him. I zigzagged back and forth across the street. Anytime that he felt comfortable, I turned him. And I don't know if this just made it click for him. 
if he finally just realized that it's easier to just walk and not um, not be a total asshole for the whole walk. Uh, but since that moment, and it's been, what's it been, about 14 walks now, seven, eight days, he's been an angel. And now I'm saying this, and this morning he'll probably go back to being a disaster. But I do have to say for the last week-ish, two times a day, he has been a complete angel on his walks. He hasn't left my side. He hasn't pulled. He hasn't tried to get at anything. When he sees other dogs, he just kind of ignores them and uh, he gets a little excited, but nothing, nothing uncontrollable. He started ignoring cars. It was like a light switch went off in his head. And he's turning into being my favorite walker, for sure, for sure. So anyway... Yesterday when I was walking Walter, like I said, he get, he's gotten interested in cars from walking down this road. And um, so we were walking along and this guy comes towards us, older, um, older black gentleman in a uh, fairly new, fairly new Cadillac. And he, he rolls up and he's going real slow and he rolls up and he stops next to the, the car and Walter's real interested. And he's like, do you know where uh, this is? This is this or this this place? I don't remember what he said. And I'm like, no, man. I'm sorry. I am not. Um, I'm not. I, I, I'm not from around here. I don't know where that is. And he started kind of grumbling, and you know, I, I get all turned around on these roads, and I'm like, sorry, man. I can't help you. So he takes off slowly. He goes down to a driveway and I think he was turning around to kind of go find out where he was. And maybe he was looking for signal on his phone or whatever, making a phone call. And he turns around and he starts slow rolling behind me. Like shit. I've been followed in my life by someone in a car when I was walking. That's what he was like. He was slow rolling me down the fucking road with walking the dog. And I don't know if he was, yeah, like I said, looking up a map, trying to figure out what he was doing, but he's creeping behind me. And all Walter wants to do is turn around, turn around, look at him, turn around, look at him. What the fuck is he doing? And I knew Walter had to take a dump because it was time. Like, they're, they're so routine. Like, it was his pooping spot. Well, I think he was nervous. I think he felt vulnerable. He was uh, He was wary of this guy rolling behind us, and he wouldn't poop. He would. So all of a sudden I just stop. I was like, enough of this shit. I stop on the side of the road. I start waving the guy up <laughs> like, hey, I don't know if he thought I was going to give him directions or whatever, but he rolls up to me and I just kept waving. <laughs> and he rolls by, gets by me and takes off like a bat out of hell down the road. And I look down at Walter. I go, are you better now? And before I could get the words out of my mouth, he was taking a dump in the ditch. And I was like, he was embarrassed to do it in front of this guy. <laughs> but anyway, that was uh, that was my stroll, slow roller. Um... <laughs> oh, you guys are rough. Oh, I'm sorry. I was reading comments there. Um, yeah. So that was... That was interesting. Um, and, 
yeah, I don't have time for the water, uh, the water management right now. And I probably wouldn't have been able to kept a train of thought through the whole thing regardless, because it's just kind of messed up this morning and I'm just out of it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there was some sort of um, some sort of chemical change in my brain last night while I was sleeping, but I just feel different this morning. It might have been the rush or whatever, but it's I'm starting to come around and I think it's the GSD and I uh, I woke up and uh, it was just kind of screwy. But anyway, let's hit uh, hit that other thing that I was going to talk about this, the, the rain that I've noticed here in Tennessee over the last few days. This comes out of nowhere. Um, it comes out of absolute nowhere. Um, Corey and I were in, in the trailer the other day we had the air on cause it was kind of wet and sticky and it was sunny. Um, we're looking out the windows, uh, and then we shut them down, put the reflectics in. It was dark in here. We couldn't see outside. We didn't hear any significant rain. We didn't, uh, we didn't know of anything. The power didn't go off and I walked outside and it was soaking wet outside. Like it had just deluged out and it was sunny. Like it was sunny. And then we turned our head for a few minutes and then it was absolutely soaked. Uh, last night, it was nice. It was a beautiful evening. It wasn't windy by any means. All of a sudden, the wind went from zero to 100 and it started downpouring thunder and lightning. And all of a sudden, it was gone. Now, we had this kind of stuff happen in Minnesota, but you saw that shit coming for a long way. You heard, you saw the lightning, you heard the thunder coming, 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 and then it would show up. Here, out of the blue. And I don't know if it's the hills. I don't know if it's the train. I don't know if it's the direction they're coming from and we're just blocked off. Uh, if we're just not used to the patterns here. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it comes out of nowhere. And just sudden changes, sudden changes. Uh, which made me think when I was doing my notes this morning, I logged into MeWe the other day and we've always said, uh, I mean, I have, and other people, uh, someone else said it and I, I agree. Uh, and I've said it kind of since is every time, every time I, um, log into MeWe, it hasn't changed since the beginning. Since the first time I logged in, it's looked the same. The login screen, the premium membership pop-up that comes up every two days, three days, or something like that, um, it just hasn't changed. The format, the the layout, um, the nothing. It it nothing changes. It's always the same. Even when it changes for the worse, when things change, you feel like they're working on it. Um. This, this just isn't, it didn't, uh, hasn't changed at all. And sure as shit, the other day, I, uh, my computer randomly shut down again, which I have to figure out over this weekend. I got to scrub it or something. I don't know what the fuck's going on with it, but it came back up. So I was logged out and I refreshed MeWe and it was a different logon screen. Randomly one day, five or six years after I start using the thing, the login screen changed, and I was like, "What? what's going on? <laughs> what is this? And I don't know. Maybe I'll go back today, and it'll be the old one. I don't know. But, um, hey, big things happening over there on MeWe. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, K-Bong says the weather, the valleys funnel the weather. Finger Lakes had the same weather patterns. Um, yeah, but we were at the we were at the tip of the valley, K-Bong, so we saw it coming. We didn't have um, we didn't have any any big hills on the leading side of the storm. So they do funnel though. We they do funnel. We had a thermal uh, we had a thermal block by our house in Minnesota. We had that big old lake that's in the middle of the state. Um, and in the winter and the summer, it was uh, a big thermal mass straight up and, uh, it would split storms. Like literally we could sit and watch on the radar, huge storms coming straight at us. And as, as soon as it got close enough, cause we were only, what were we, three miles from the lake? About three miles. Um, that weather pattern would hit <laughs> about five to 10 miles South of us. And it would literally split in half and go around the lake and then come back together on the other side of the lake. And I watched it for two years until I really put it together what was going on. And the leading edge of those storm fronts would hit that mass of air, um, whether hotter or colder above the lake. And it would just, like a knife, just cut it in half until it didn't. And if it didn't, the storm we would get, holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. Um, if it had enough force to not get split by the lake, it was... Um... <laughs> it was a bad one. It was a bad one. You knew you were in for it. Um, anyway, we're at 50 minutes. I want to do this 10K giveaway uh, before I get to the item of the day. And uh, let's give away these 10,000 Satoshis for the 400th episode. And uh, I'll put you all out of your misery and uh, stop talking. <laughs> all right. Let me uh, put this up. Oh, there we go. Here we go. We got uh, nine people in on the 10K giveaway drawing. Hey, do you know that if you participated, if you got on, you could do this on your, uh, on your, if you made up a new login, you could win. I have a login. <laughs> All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. Who will win? Who will win? Will we get a new winner or will we get a repeat? Hey, hey look at that. The history guy is going to get compensated for all that history history stuff he's been doing. Uh, guys, don't worry about going to Duction Cups this weekend. Ryan just won 10K. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations, Mr. Pippin. <coughs> 10K will be headed your way. And thanks again for all the history that you do for us. You do for us. And I was joking. I was joking. Um, definitely go to Duction Cups because 10K. 10K sats is not going to get him very far. Is not definitely going to get him any very far. Hey, K-Bonk, thanks for that super sticker. I uh, I appreciate that um, rolling through there. I uh, I saw it go by, and then it uh, it got started, so I wanted to circle back and say thanks for that. Uh, with that, let's uh, let's hit that item of the day and wrap up and get, get out of here. Uh, item of the day today is the GetLink vacuum sealer. Josh introduced me to this thing uh, when I got to be the vacuum bitch at, uh, at the shop. I put so much wiener through this thing um, that, man, I tried to break it. I tried to break it. I would prepackage um, stacks 
of brats. Normally, when he showed me how to do it, he's like, here you go. You uh, you put the brats in, you start this one, and then you put the brats in the next one, and it gives it some time. Like, there was a lag, and you got in a rhythm. And I was using this thing. It was it was on sale. I think Josh got them on sale. They were like 20 bucks. Full price. Full price. They're $30. And I said, fuck this. They're 30 bucks, and he's got an extra one up there on the shelf. I'm going to see how tough this thing is because he was running his mouth about it. He was saying how well he, how much he liked it. And um, I said, I'm going to break this thing. I am going to break it. I would take um, a couple dozen, a couple dozen sausages, get them in bags. I would pre bag them all up, stack them all up. And I would run this thing, seal, 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 back to back to back to back to back to back. As soon as it was done, I was popping it open. I was putting the next one in, hitting it, um, trying to get it to overheat, trying to get burn the vacuum pump out, something. Not a blip. Not a blip. The thing is a tank, and it's 30 bucks. And if you keep an eye on it, more than likely, if you can wait, a couple weeks, you're probably going to get it for 20 But at $30, buy two. You'll never need another one. Josh says he still hasn't broke it. You got to think how many pounds of meat go through a deer processor in a winter. The majority of it has to get vacuum sealed. Whether it's the brats, whether it's the fajita steaks, whether it's the steaks, whether whatever, you vacuum seal it. Well, at least Josh does, or at least I did. And man, this thing is tough off check out the video i do a demo and a review in the video i also did a little write-up on the blog post the the links are in the video description and the audio description for both that uh that review and a direct link over to amazon to check out that get link that get link uh vacuum and um josh says it's the cheapest little beast i've ever used it blows my mind because i've I have a stack of broken 120 to $400 sealers. And that was my thought. That was the first thing I said in the review was the only vacuum sealer I had ever used was a food saver. Bought it because that's what you do. That is the standard. You got to buy the food saver. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, fuck that. Get link. You know how many get links you can buy for the price of a food saver? And the thing will probably outlast the first one anyway. Check them out. Check them out. You need a vacuum sealer and you're going to use it. If you're going to use it for like normal residential use, the thing should last forever. Like really, uh, we put it through its paces and it's still kicking. So get link vacuum sealer. Can't recommend it enough. Thanks, Josh, for uh, putting that on my radar. And uh, I hope you pick one up too. K-Bong says he loves his and he's thanking Josh every day for uh, for going that direction with it. And by the way, you can seal uh, chip bags and spice bags and all sorts of stuff like that because it does have a heat bar only function where you can just reseal plastic bags. It's great. It's great. 30 bucks. Check it out. Buy a couple of them today. <sighs> Mighty for Liberty mashup with lots to talk about last night is available on the, the audio feeds. Lots to talk about and the full podcast feed. Blog post should go up this morning. But um, yeah, it was a good episode. We bullshitted about Noster for about 90 minutes. And um, it was a very productive conversation. I think uh, I think anybody could learn and take away some good points from it. And I encourage you to listen to it either on the Lightning for Liberty feed or um, the or the lots to talk about or my full podcast feed. They are available in all the places. Or check out the video on YouTube and look at uh, my and Josh's ugly mugs while we talk. 
Other than that, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, be sure to look for that Perfect Cup question of the day posted out on Sunday and another patch of the week poll uh, getting put out this weekend. Uh, be sure to vote in that. Any Satoshis gone to that are uh, are entered into that pool for uh, giving away another patch of the month club from Toolman Tim. With that, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, and we'll catch up with you next time. Guys, 400 times I've done this. Can't wait to do it to 4,000 more. Hope you have a great weekend and uh, yeah, we will, uh, we'll catch up with you on Monday.